We're moving on now in Simon Dalid, beginning with Seif Yadalid 14. We're going to have really two topics of discussion today. First, we'll discuss the idea of certain sleep that does require Natila Sidayim. We'll discuss for Rach certain Sveikas, which perhaps will not require a Bracha. And included in this discussion, we're going to speak about sleeping during the day. And then we're going to move on to a lengthy discussion about different activities that require uh, Natilas Yadayim. We'll see there's different types of Natilas Yadayim. If it's one time, three times, um, and we'll see and learn about that. And then we'll uh, really include in this discussion is going to be uh, when, we need, when we need to wash for other reasons for touching dirty places on our body. If we don't have water, what we should do. These are going to be the topics we discussed today. So let's begin with Si'if Yadalit and Si'if Tezvav. So the Shulchan Aruch tells us in two scenarios, and we're going to talk about waking before the uh, morning and sleeping during the day, if we need Natila. Says the Shulchan Aruch, if one wakes up before the first rays and he washed his hands, it's a suffix if he needs to wash again after daybreak regarding Ruach Ra'a. So the Ramah says you should wash without a bracha. And the Mishabur explains, what's the suffix? Some say Ruach Ra'a would return with daybreak. But certainly you don't need to wash again for tefillah. Only because you've become a new creature, like the Rashba says, you're very chadasha, and therefore, even if you would go back to sleep, you would wash without a bracha, because Chazal didn't establish a bracha for only ruach ra. So there's no blessing, even if you didn't make a bracha the first time when you washed your hands before the light, because you can't say vitzivan when you already fulfilled the obligation, like the rush for touching dirty places. However, in this case, like the Shulchan Aruch suggested earlier, like the Chayi Adam, you could bring yourself to a chiyav bracha by relieving yourself, touching a dirtied area, and then you'd be chayav netelas yadayim. Um, I did see, it brought down Dirshu and the, the Amudi Ra, different people say over here, based on that scenario, if somebody wakes up to say slichas, or he's learning taira, and he washed his hands beforehand, he should wash his hands after, but he doesn't have to do it immediately upon daybreak, upon Amudah Shachar. He can wait finish whatever it is that he's doing, and then wash his hands the second time. And like the Mishavur suggests, bring himself to a chi of bracha. Okay, if Tezvav says if he sleeps during the day, uh, the Shulchan Aruch says it's a suffix if he needs netilas yadayim. The Ramah says he should again wash without a bracha. And the Mishavur explains it's a suffix if sleep causes tumah or if uh, it's the night. Uh, only question is, would be if he slept at least 60 breaths, she's in nishmin even at night, if he didn't sleep that amount of time, so then it wouldn't be a suffix. Moving on now to Tazayin, Shulchan Aruch tells us about not sleeping excessively by day, etc. So the Shulchan Aruch says like this, David HaMelech was careful not to sleep 60 breaths. Mishnah Burr says straight. Rather, what he would do is, he would doze off many times until Chatzot Salayla, then he would arise to serve Hashem with energy, as the Gemara Brachas tells us, in order not to taste the taste of death. The Ramah explains that it's mashma from the Gemara that he was only careful specifically during the day, but at night he would sleep that amount of time. Mishnah Bruah says that the Gemara only implies that that's true with the other Amorayim. But regarding David, actually not like the Ramah says, it was mashma that even during the night he wouldn't sleep for a shis and nishmin. And uh, Mishnah Bruah says just the point is that a Balnefesh should be careful at least by day not to sleep for that amount of time. However, Shabbos is not included in this restriction. If you need to sleep in the afternoon to learn in general for one service of Hashem, he should have intent that he's doing it for Hashem's service and it's acceptable. The Yer Alacha quotes three opinions what Shisin Nishmin is, what 60 breaths is. Either it's around three hours, more than 30 minutes, or more than three minutes. And uh, the point is, 
we should be careful, at least during the day, not to sleep this amount of time. It seems like it's agreed upon 30 minutes is an acceptable time frame, so if you need to take a nap during the day and you need it, it's acceptable. As the Mishabur even says, for someone who needs for Avodah Hashem, you can sleep even more. Okay, moving on now to Seif Yadzayin, regarding washing one's mouth out in the morning. The Shulchan Aruch says some have a custom to wash your mouth, their, their mouth in the morning to clean it. Mishabur explains because they're about to pronounce Hashem's name in tefillah, so it should be done with purity and not with a mouth that has uh, dirtied, been dirtied from sleep. If one is particularly finicky, says the Mishnah you need particularly clean water, you could still pray and daven and make brachas, even if you haven't washed out your mouth. Okay, now we're going to get to Se'if, Yudches, and Yates, which discuss circumstances that require Natila. We're going to see there's some of them because of Ruach Ra, and some of them is just general hygiene. So the Shulchan Aruch says like this, this is a list of things that require Natila with water. Mishnah says, till the wrist, um, and immediately after these events have happened because of Ruach Ra, which we'll see can cause problems for a person, as well as to daven or learn Torah, it would only be enough to just generally clean. So we're specifically emphasizing here Ruach Ra. So what is it? Uh, waking up in bed, the Mishnah says you would need to wash three times. Leaving the bathroom, the Mishnah says it's a debate if you need to wash three times. Uh, and leaving a bathhouse, even if you haven't used the bathhouse because there's uh, ruchos rois that are uh, accompany those places. Cutting one's nails, removing one's shoes, the Mishnah says, and he touched them, touching one's legs, scratching one's head. Mishnah says, these are because of general hygiene, but not urgent to wash, therefore, because it's not a ruach issue. Some say walking amongst the dead, says the Shulchan Aruch. Mishnah says, some are machmir three times in this regard. Um, if a person's in a cemetery, some say you should actually wash twice before praying at the grave. This is all in the Mishnah And after returning to the courtyard, because bad spirits can accompany him, some also wash their faces after being in a cemetery. Back in the Shulchan Aruch, touching dead bodies is a reason to wash their hands. Mishnah says even being near or accompanying one dead person, the minag is not to enter a house before washing, if he was in such a situation. Back in the Shulchan Aruch, de-lousing one's clothing. Mishnah says even if he didn't find any, have to wash his hands. Intimate relations. Mishabura says, Summer Machmi here to wash three times. Touching lice, back in the Shulchan Aruch, touching one's body with his hands. Mishabura says, because it's dirty or sweated areas. Now, I just want to point out in that regard is that it seems like I saw in the deer shoe that if someone someone took a shower and his, his body's still wet from the shower, so he doesn't have those milmule zeya, he doesn't have that uh, dirtied reality that we discussed of sweatiness, it wouldn't be necessary to wash if he touched his body. There is a discussion regarding today, if you take a shower and you're really clean, you touch your body, it seems like some sheet to say, still, and therefore you'd have to wash your hands if you touch those areas. And the, the Shulchan Aruch continues and says, if he did these, he didn't wash his hands. If he's a Talmud Chacham, he'll forget his learning. If not, he could become unhinged. He loses brains. Mishabura says, why? He'll become gripped by foolishness, causing him to sin, and thus causing him problems. Continues the Shulchan Aruch, if he bloodlet from his shoulders, Mishnah says, perhaps also leeches, best to be machmir in this case, back in the Shulchan Aruch. So if he didn't wash his hands after that procedure, bloodletting, he should be worried for seven days. I did see brought down, Dershu says that today, uh, regarding different kinds of bloodletting, whether it's blood tests or give donating blood, it wouldn't necessarily fall under the same practice because the bloodletting of back in the day was like a medicinal process. These are not medicinal. These are either to test the blood, but it's not to make you healthier. Or donating blood is a mitzvah, actually. So therefore, certainly shouldn't have to because people involved in mitzvahs aren't damaged. Similarly, says the Shulchan Aruch, 
If he cut his hair, he should be worried for three days. If he cut his nails and didn't wash his hands, he should be worried for one day. And says the Shulchan Aruch, he doesn't know what he should be worried from. Okay, moving on out to Seif Chaf. Uh, interesting point here. The Shulchan Aruch says if you wash your face, you don't dry it well, it can cause you skin problems. Healing would be through washing with much beet juice. This seems to be simply a medical advice. Moving on to Seif Chaf Aleph. Where a person can cannot touch on his body during tefillah, as well as meals. So the Shulchan Aruch says during tefillah, Mr. Bruce says in Torah study. And the Shulchan Aruch continues in meals, you shouldn't touch your hip, thigh, because those are or dirty and sweaty areas. Mr. Bruce says, Zeh is damaging other than that of face, which is Bezeh pecha balechem. Also, you shouldn't scratch your head. Mr. Bruce says, and if you remember, he touched these dirty areas in the middle of tefillah, he should clean minimally, rub his hands against a hard surface or something of that nature. During Kriyashmar, Pesuk the Zimra, he should go wash his hands properly. Similarly, during meal, he would need to wash his hands again without a bracha. He could touch revealed parts of his head, face, and arms. Shabur explains the arms would be permitted till the elbow. Also, the neck would be permitted to touch till the chest. Based on common custom of normalcy, that is, uncovered areas would be allowed to be touched. And if a person in that area walks barefoot, that's the normal custom, it would be permitted to do so as well. Okay, let's finish up here with Seif Chaf Beis. Um, if a person doesn't have water, so the Mishnah explains, certainly if a person has water, he should wash even before Mincha and Mairiv, which is, a, that's the halacha. Wash your hands even before Mincha and Mairiv. This is even if his hands are not known to be dirty and is without a bracha. Chazal only established a bracha before Shachris, but if somebody doesn't have water before Mincha and Mairiv, some say to clean it in any minimal way like Shachris. Now back to the Shulchan Aruch. If a person doesn't have water in the morning, you can rub your hands on a hard surface or in some dirt, Shabura says, or in a dry garment, even when his hands were known to be dirty, like after the bathroom, this is in place of natila though, so therefore he should ideally clean the entire hand till the wrists, and it's effective, says the Mishnah Brewer, if he did till his knuckles, like the bare minimum for natila. And the Shulchan Aruch says, then you should bless al-nekios yadayim, not natilas yadayim. Mishnah Brewer says, some say you can even say al-nekios yadayim, but the achronim paskin al-nekios, like the Shulchan Aruch, lays out here. Um, yeah, this is only effective, says the Shulchan Aruch, to daven, but not to remove ruach ra'a. Okay, we're going to stop here, actually. Seif Chaf Gimel, we'll pick up with tomorrow, which is really the concluding point in this regard. We're going to pick up with that tomorrow. Everybody have a wonderful day.